Welcome to the Chicago Justice Show. I'm your host, Tracy Siska. You can find out more about our transparency and accountability work at chicagojustice.org. Okay, y'all. Well, first of all, keep an eye on our website. We got new research publishing on Tuesday. And being that it becomes Violence Against uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month in a couple of days, we've got a Violence Against Women piece publishing on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. So keep an eye there. And we'll probably have an interview for the show on Wednesday morning or Wednesday, Wednesday show a week from today. Okay, uh, just a quick reminder, we're broadcasting Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central and on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Central. Okay, um, so the show today is basically going to be focusing on a WGN radio interview with Bob Sur uh, Surratt, the host, interviewing Martin, I think, um, Preeb, I think is how it's pronounced. He's a former spokesman for the Fraternal Order of Police. He's also an author, if that's what you call it. He's written a book or more. Um, if you want to know more about him, we've talked about him in the last couple of shows, but also he believes in a massive, 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 massive left-wing conspiracy among all the media, basically to um, buy into a false anti-police narrative. And he'll talk about some of the other, um, some of his other um, conspiracy theories in some of the clips I'm going to play about his interview. Bob Surratt, to his credit, pushed back on some of this. Um, my question, and I'm going to hit up Mr. Surratt, um, Surratt on Twitter, is how in the world you book Martin Preeb, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, again, if I'm not, I'm sorry. He also, Martin's got me blocked, got CJP blocked on Twitter because he does, he is also fact challenged, much like the president of the FOP at this point. They don't like pushback. They don't like facts. But how do you book this guy? He's a massive, massive, massive conspiracy theorist. Massive. How, do he, how does he, out of like 12,000 or so police officers in Chicago, how do you pick him? Now, to his credit, Surratt um, pushed back in the interview. And there's nothing in, it, in the interview that they know each other, they have a relationship. So I think it's interesting about how this guy, of all people, got on. How you don't say he's affiliated with the Fraternal Order of Police. You just um, introduce him as just any random police officer we happen to talk to. None of that was filled in. It's very strange that he ended up on the show. So that's going to be our, we're going to be questioning Mr. Pre, I mean, uh, Mr. Surratt on Twitter. We'll be asking some questions later this afternoon. I do find it interesting that he got on there and you don't give any context around um, Martin Preeb and his history, what he believes, the conspiracy theories he pushes. Just to give you some context, he's posted about how they're basically, the whole John Burge saga in Chicago is all a myth. He didn't torture anyone. It's all a lie. Now remember, Martin Preeb, and you're going to hear it in the comments he makes, he believes in the finality and, and um, sanctity of jury verdicts and judges' verdicts when it comes to prosecuting people that the police say are guilty. And he doesn't think any of the wrongly convicted should be out. 
He thinks that's all a myth. Now, but wrongful convicted... He does believe there are wrongful convictions. They're of officers who shouldn't be prosecuted. Jason Van Dyke being one of them. Yeah, think how odd this all is. It doesn't like there's all these people that have gotten off throughout the country, but especially throughout Illinois and Chicago. They're all guilty. They all absolutely did it. Doesn't make a difference. There was a, there's a sanct there's a verdict. There's it, sacrosanct. Can't touch it. Boom. He's guilty forever. Unless that verdict is lending someone out, but then the courts just they're not trustworthy. You notice the hypocrisy in all of that, right? It's amazing. So that, to me, should have been mentioned when you have someone on like Preeb. Bottom line, you've got to talk about it. You've got to put that kind of context around it. Why is he the person you select out of the 12,000 officers? Now, the interesting thing is, I am pretty sure that Preeb would have to get permission up the chain of command to appear on WGN. They can't just pop in. So that is also very interesting how that all came about. Uh, or he just doesn't care, and if they're going to ding him, he may just retire. He's been around a long time. Okay, so we're going to get to the first of a series of clips that we're going to play and I'm going to talk about. Now, let me say this. This is radio. So basically you're going to see a screen grab of WGN Radio's webpage where this... Um, interview was posted and then you'll hear the audio of the clip and then I'll come back and talk about it and we'll go back and forth we have six clips the first one's on the morale of the police department now explain to me how for 50 years maybe a hundred years but at least 50 years every year the morale's lower and lower explain yourself Explain to us, if someone's got it, by the way, comments, questions on any of the platforms you're watching this on, uh, comments and questions live, I can include them in the show. How in the world is there no bottom to how far the low the morale can go? Every year, it's worse. How is that possible? And the, one of the problems Surat does in this interview is he buys into that narrative. Now. Working 12-hour days, non-stop, canceled vacation, canceled days off, putting up with the unrest last summer, no doubt took a toll on the police and the police officers, undoubtedly. But you also have to understand, when you're talking in the context about police, they don't like being questioned. They want free reign for whatever they do. So part of what you're seeing around retirements and stuff, cops just don't want to worry about being questioned. They want to be able to beat and maim and rape as much as they want without being questioned. And the fact that they're not being that now is a problem. So they're retiring or they're doing what Preeb does, which is complain, complain, complain. So anyways, this is the one Surat problems he asks. Um, he buys into this low morale thing. Now, you're not going to hear Surat. These are just Preeb's answers on a certain number of questions. So the first one is morale. Well, I think uh, the morale for police across the country is 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 very low uh, with this defund the police and this these very radicalized groups that are you know attacking the police on every level. Uh, so uh, that's a major problem. I think also the Cook County State's Attorney Kimberly Fox uh, 
uh, you know, I, I think she's extraordinarily anti-police. I think she's transformed the prosecutor's office into an advocacy uh, almost against the police. So that, that weighs heavily. Uh, you know, police, by a lot of people, are not looked at, you know, as, as public servants, but as almost public enemies in some way. Okay. You'll hear a repeating theme throughout this. Kim Fox is the problem. Who's the problem? Kim Fox. What's the problem? Kim Fox. No matter what it is, it's all Kim Fox. Now understand, ladies and gentlemen, they don't want, the police don't want a prosecutor's office doing their job. Like the American government that has been set up here, the republic that we have, there are checks and balances written into the Constitution on purpose. Each of the criminal justice agencies, different levels, 911 center, police, prosecutors, courts, probation, parole, correction, state police, they're all supposed to be checks on the other agencies. What we've had for way too long in Chicago is a state's attorney as prosecutors who are 100% aligned with police and will do anything they say. When you look back to the Bird Saga, there is evidence, definitive evidence, John Conroy uncovered, that the prosecutors were heavily involved, knew the torture was going on, allowed it, because it gave them, um, it gave them the same, like, um, they shared in the benefits of the outcome. They knew the guy was bad. They don't necessarily want to do the torture, but they don't care if you torture as long as you get the confession. Because if you get a confession, they get to go put a gold, just like you go back and put a gold star on, you get to go put a gold star on your back. Oh, see, we got this guy to confess. Yay, we got a conviction. So see, they don't want anyone in that office questioning. The only discretion they want is the police department's discretion. Ever After that, no one has discretion. No one dare challenge mostly white males they don't want it how dare there be discretion okay the second one is pre talking about crime well it's it's actually everywhere in a, a lot of big cities that you know the crime is exploding but the criminals know they know uh they know what's happening to the justice system they know they walk all the time i mean they know they can get away with all kinds of stuff right now and that's not because of the police. The police are out there looking for them. It's because, as I said, the, the, the criminals in Chicago are euphoric to have a prosecutor like Kimberly Fox. If you read this wonderful website, CWB, they chronicle how many people have been arrested for felonies and go out and commit a shooting or another violent crime. Okay. More Fox. Preeb is right. Violence is erupting. Gun violence especially is increased in 2020 and 2021 in cities across the country. We're not gonna, I don't think we'll get to it in this show, but um, we may get to it. We'll see. Homicides are up everywhere. That's actually the next segment if we get to it in today's show. If not, we'll talk about it on Friday. They're up everywhere. That's most up percentage-wise in cities 10, here I can tell you right now, it's most up in cities that are 10 to 25,000 in population. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's where it's most up. You wouldn't get that in the news. Um, you wouldn't get that in the news. Why wouldn't you get that in the news? It doesn't mean that violence is good in Chicago, but understand something, ladies and gentlemen. If we have a nationwide issue, how is it going to be solved? Excuse me. How are we expecting it to be solved by local police departments independent about all the other social actors if it's a nationwide issue? And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, all of this is happening in one of the, in a worldwide pandemic that we haven't had over 100 years. Who didn't expect crime to go up? You're insane if you didn't think that. With all the stressors, crime wouldn't go up. But it boils down to all its Kim Fox's problem. Don't matter. Don't matter that the data doesn't know that. And by the way, all these, these offenders know it's so easy to get away with someone. So easy to get away with. They all know it. That's interesting because if you go back a couple of shows, ladies and gentlemen, maybe two weeks, we had Dr. David Olson from Loyola who looked at uh, statewide gun possession prosecutions, unlawful use of a weapon prosecutions across the state. It turns out, it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that it is the Cook County State's Attorney's Office that has the harshest sentence for UUW, unlawful use of a weapon. Yep. Yep. That never has never made the media. And it didn't really make the media when Dave Olson wrote that report and published it. Almost radio silence. Okay. The next one is Preeb talking about communities. You know, basically, Surratt asked him, do we need, do we need, um, do we need no, more community violence prevention? So, um, interrupters or projects like Communities Partner for PCP4P or Ready Chicago or Chicago Cred, all three of which, ladies and gentlemen, go look in the archives, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, I won't be on Twitch, but YouTube, Facebook. That's there. We've had all three of people from all three of those groups. We had them all on a show talking about community, what can be done by community-based uh, violence prevention what is the possibilities and like every all of these questions pre turns it here's this one uh well i mean that's an ongoing debate about you know the community i've always felt that good police officers are already in touch with the community i mean that's what good policing is to know what's going on in your community and there's many officers that do that uh, so, you know, I, like I said, the first thing you have to do in anything, in, in any endeavor, you have to have your fundamentals down and your fundamentals in Chicago are not being met. And that is just the basic process of arresting people for crimes, just handing it over to the prosecutors, the prosecutors pursuing the case against the criminal to protect the public. That system seems to have broken down. Mm. And there's many reasons for it, but I would I would point a main finger at, at Kimberly Fox. Well, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to the theme. It's all Kim Fox's problem. Now, damn the science. Damn the data. It doesn't matter. White man, I know it allism. 
right? I know it all this I'm going to coin that word. I know it all this Here we go. White guy, I know it all this Don't worry about data. Don't worry about research. Don't worry about any of that. You don't know. I know. Okay. What do you know? If the Chicago Police Department is so good at their job, why hasn't violence before Fox got here? Why wasn't murders down to 50 or 100? Before Fox got here, if it's all Fox's problems, why hasn't Chicago dropped in murders like L.A. and New York? A few years, we've had more murders than them combined. Why not, officer? I mean, if we're just going off homicide rates and the violence you're talking about here, sir, we should fire all 13,000 of you and hire 13,000 New York police officers. They do better if it's all you. So he can't get off Fox. You'll get to Fox and Fox and Fox and Fox from him. Here's the next one when Bob Surratt asks him about uh, what is the solution to what's going on in Chicago. Here's his response to that question. Well, I think we need to follow the law uh, to begin with. I mean, she can make those claims, but I think it's been pretty clearly established she does not follow the law, that she does not punish criminals. Uh, She seems to work to release them. She's exonerated a lot of a lot of people from prison who are convicted of murder under the you know the most ludicrous claims, uh, and that has not garnered I I believe the media attention that it should have, and I've tried to generate a lot of that media attention, but I, I think people should just be there's a there's a failure of people public servants on many levels in Chicago across the country to fulfill their duty as a public servant. Uh, I mean, the police, you know, it's, it's very hard to be a police officer now. The scrutiny is so high that, you know, you you can get, as we say, jammed up for all kinds of things that make it difficult to, to do your job. But, but the police are still going out there getting the guns off the street. They're still responding to the calls. It's it's after what we do our job where things seem to fall apart. I, I think a lot of the judges are caving into the anti-police movement. I no disrespect to uh, all the media, but I think much of the media in Chicago has caved into the anti-police movement. And I, I think the police just feel that the, the, the real truth of what you said, of what we see on the street and what we deal with is not getting out there. So I just think there's a basic breakdown of duty these days. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. There's the conspiracy theories. And he hedged it because in his, all his other posts throughout the years, he's included the entire media. He's included the entire media. So he hedged it because he's on the media. Unexplained about why he's on the media, but he hedged. Right, he wants to keep his relationship with Bob Surratt, so tried to carve out an exception to the conspiracy of all them all being left winger nut jobs in bed with the civil rights lawyers and some evil cabal conspiracy. Why? Why did you let Bob Surratt off, Martin? 
And you can see it. Go to his Twitter feed. You can go to his Twitter feed. I can't go to his Twitter feed because we're blocked. But you probably can. Go see it. Follow him. Um, I wouldn't follow him because it's awful. Only after I only would read it because I have to for work. I think it's the Watch 42, if I'm not mistaken. Um, all right. So, next quote or next um, clip is about the defund police movement. Here you get really, really conspiratorial. Now, Pre was a conspiracy theorist before it became popular under Trump. He's not a recent convert. This is something that's been going on for 20, 30 years. He hates John Conroy and the reader. He hate, That's part of where his like hatred for the media started is basically John Conroy, I would bet, and all his work exposing Burge. Okay, so let's go to... The defund clip yeah there are but uh, i you know I, one of my fears is that they're they're making policing so difficult and so dangerous that a lot of people people who would otherwise want to join the, the department uh are gonna you know say i'm gonna do something else and i, I think that's going to be a problem that is a problem and it could be a problem nationally and, you know, as far as the defund the police movement, a lot of people say they want reorganization. I believe what you're saying is true. I think a lot of really good people have bought into that that theme. But at the core, at the core of the defund the police movement is a very radical anti-police movement. The, pe- the kind of people who are out looting and creating riots all the last couple summers and attacking the police and throwing rocks and, you know, bringing weapons down there. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a very powerful, uh, well-funded, radical anti-police movement in this country that, that you know, they, they, put, they dress up their motives in social justice rhetoric. Okay, we are back. Um, and you can see total conspiracy theory, right? There's some evil cabal, and it's well-funded. What you're not hearing is, who's funding it? I bet you if you pushed it, you, you'll get, who will you get? I bet you you get Soros. I bet you you get Soros. Um, <laughs> okay, we are going to do our last clip, which is ask, if you could ask a question to the mayor, what would you ask? Here we go. Uh, I, I would, uh, I, I would tell her to, you know, focus to, to confront Kimberly Fox and defend the police in front of Kimberly Fox. That's the first thing I would have given us a contract a long time ago, uh, I would have stopped kowtowing to the anti-police movement, and uh, I would definitely encourage her to fight these uh, these wrongful conviction cases. Um, Martin Preeb, how did he get on that show? And listen, I'm fine with criticism of Fox. Can we just base it on the facts? I don't understand how the media airs this conspiracy theory crap without like undercutting it. And Surratt, to his credit, pushed back. You didn't hear, well, well a couple of times he said, we're gonna have Fox on. We're gonna have Fox on, we're gonna have Fox on. But is that good enough?
I really don't know. I, I, I question whether that is. Thank you so much. Subscribe to our podca uh, podcast, uh, the Chicago Justice po Podcast, and you will get um, extra content. We have a couple interviews coming up. We're going to feature uh, pieces of those interviews on the show, but the full extended version will be on the podcast. So please do that and to go, go to cjpnation.org to find out more about our volunteer program and uh, internships. Get involved. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central. Thank you.